The biggest sports stories of the week. I feel like you might be there too, and a lot of people might be there when it comes to it's the right time to see what Jordan Love has to offer and make a move. And I'm so far from there still. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. Jason, I feel like it's one of those movies where, like, people know the future of, like, how they're going to die and, like, they're doing everything to try to not do that. That's how I feel like this whole thing has been for 15 years. This is Sunday Karma. Your uh, sports fandom has set you up like that once you put your heart into something, it gets crushed. Yeah. So that's why you're uh, emotionally unavailable. I just saved you a lot of therapy. I hope my lady friend is listening to this. Baby, that's there it is. Craig yeah. has helped it's not solve his all fault, my problems. Right? It's not uh, my fault. Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. Here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Carmen. We didn't get canceled. Kyle just didn't want to work the last few weeks. Yep. Just had, I need a vacation. I was in darkness, Craig. They're racist. I was in darkness. Me and Rogers. I decided to do it. He's my idol. So I decided to do what he did. You should. Maybe figure out that emotional unavailability you got. Yeah, I'm sure that would cure me. It Darkness would. for five days, yeah. Dude, I mean, y'all are closed-minded on stuff, first of all. Why are you mocking the man? I'm not mocking him. I said I should try it. I, I said I, that's what I was doing. I was I tried it. It helped me. Yeah. I did my meditation this morning. Clear mind, open hearts, can't lose. Is that what it is? We'll find out. Next two hours. Jason Wildey will join us. He'll be uh, intense, right? Because he coaches at 11 o'clock today. He's got a big game coming up. So I uh, think he'll think his mindset will be right. Or think he'll, like, he'll be skipping ahead. Find out. Uh, Jason joins us at 10.30. 7-11 at 11. Bucks lost. Marquette are conference champions. Badgers are on the bubble. There's a lot going on. You know what? Oh, wait a minute. You ain't going to forget about the Milwaukee Panthers. Oh, I'm not. The two seed in the Horizon League tournament. And they had a little uh, uh, tough tough matchup. They they did, and they won. And now they got another tough matchup against Cleveland State tomorrow night on the troop. Yeah, but, I mean, their last game, I mean, that, um, wait, who'd they play again? Their last game was against Wright State. They took off Wright State had just, Wright State had just, had just crushed uh, GB, who was terrible this year, and right. I mean, that was a that was a seen as a fifty fifty game, and Milwaukee just crushed them. Milwaukee pounded them. So you're right. We got the Panthers on the truth tomorrow night playing for attorney bed. That's for is that for attorney bed? It's to go to the, the championship. Okay, it's so the, it's the, the semis. semis. Okay, it's the semis. Okay, so we're still in the semis here. You know, they confuse me in the Horizon League. You know, because they reseed. After each round, based on who uh, who the highest seeds are, so I'm always like not sure. Just like cause typically, you could be like, "Oh, the two's playing the three, you know, it's this," or the two's playing the seven. But with that, I, I feel like I never know what round it is. All right, congrats to the Milwaukee Panthers. Congrats to a bunch of these squads that have been winning outside of Wisconsin, who still playing pretty. I don't know. I'm I'm not here to hate on Wisconsin. I know Badger fans are disappointed with a lot of the results. They're seeing, but let's start first with a poor result last night. Uh, what was a, a great game? What was an incredible winning streak? And your first place 
in the in the Central Division, your first place in the Eastern Conference, your first place in the entire NBA, Milwaukee Bucks. Kyle, how are you feeling about your Bucks coming off? We haven't talked since the trade deadline, since everything that's happened uh, with not only the Bucks but the Kevin Durant move, all sorts of movement in the NBA. I feel great. 16 games in a row. Should have been 17. I mean, I feel real good. This team is looking like they're hot and ready for a deep playoff run, a championship run. I mean, do we take for granted? I think we do. You know, being at the game last night, the crowd was awesome. Crowd was energetic. Crowd was into it from the jump. Um, I actually said, uh, I said at the end of three, the Bucks were up 12. And I said, there's something wrong right now. Like, the Bucks just... I mean, the Bucs had just put up 40-plus points in a quarter, and they were up 12 points at the end of three. And I said to the person I was at the game with, like, this should be a standing ovation, like, at the end of the third quarter. It feels like winning is just, like, now, like, accepted. And people are just like, yep, okay, third quarter's over. We just put up 40. We're up double digits, whatever. And uh, and then it shows why you can never just expect something because – the 76ers put up 48 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, I mean the Bucs, you know, it's not like the Bucs didn't put up 31 points in the fourth. So they were up, like, if, if you told me the Bucs are going to be up 12 points at the end of, wait, were they up even more? 17, were they up 14 points? If you told me the Bucs were going to be up 14 points at the end of three and then score 31 points in the fourth quarter? Come on now. I mean, you would have thought that was a win. Yeah, no, Houston. I'm Houston. I don't know why I said that. I you said James Harden. James Harden. James Harden. James Harden, Joel Embiid hit some big shots, like really big shots. So shout out to them. They came back. They fought hard. But it's not like I say this game as like, oh, no, I'm afraid of the 76ers yeah. because they didn't have some play. No, it's just like, you know, the Bucks shot lights out, especially in that third quarter. But in the fourth quarter, those two stars came to play. Yep. And uh, playoffs are going to be awesome. But where we start today is not with any of those places that we just teased. It is with what is going on at the Combines and your Green Bay Packers, Kyle. So, Goody came out this week, and for the first time, sounded like you had been talking to him. Sounded like you'd been like, hey, you just got to be like, we're ready to win, we're good, like, whatever. Like, we're not Cowtown Aaron Rodgers. Like, we're we're just, like, we're good. I mean, that was your sense, right, of what we heard from Goody? He finally grew some hair on his chest, Craig. I don't understand it, though. So you're happy with what he did? About time he stood up and spoke out exactly how he felt. He'd been getting bullied for the last couple years. But he's still, no, to me, it's, it's absolutely useless. Because he's still waiting. He's talking a big game, right? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But what's he doing? He's waiting until Aaron Rodgers makes his decision. So what's the point of doing what he did? It made no sense. There was no strategy behind it, in my opinion. And we'll find out from Jason Wilde, but I I just don't get it. I thought it was absolutely useless. And if anything, I think it set the process back. What do you think got accomplished by what Goody said? My whole thing is I felt like maybe that was the message that he wanted to deliver to Rodgers. I see your point of view of, ah, you, you know, you're talking greasy. It, I, 
I just like the what fact that What do you that mean he, he's delivering I, a message to Rodgers? I just Doesn't I'm, he have his number? No. I, Why does he got to do it in the media? All, what, what, he, what kind of tone are we setting as an organization that we're trying to set a message to our quarterback through the media? I think you're more concerned about Aaron Rodgers than you are the people in that locker room that are just upset with Aaron Rodgers or, or and through with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers went on national TV and made a joke about what team he's going to be on while he's under contract. That was disrespectful to the teammates that go in there and fight for him and actually show up to the offseason programs. So what he decided to do, he tried to let them know, listen, he can't play with me and he can't play with y'all. And I'm going to say, we're going to evaluate everything. And, you know, we're, Jordan, we're evaluating ready, everything. Then Jordan, we're just going to sit and ready. wait for him. If, if, we're if just going to sit and wait for him. If Aaron makes a decision, Jordan Love is ready. And right. I'm going to boost up. I'm going to show Jordan Love that we're not going to let somebody play with you as well because Jordan could very well be the starting quarterback. He had to speak up and protect his team because Aaron Rodgers was doing what Aaron Rodgers does and being selfish and not caring about the rest of his team. He didn't and protect like he anyone. He did. All he did, he did was say, we're going to wait for Aaron. Like, he did it in a different way, but he said, like, we're going to wait for Aaron, right? He didn't say, like, all right, we're, we're moving on or this is the date. See, to me, what he could have done was taken a much higher road but actually accomplished something. What he could have done was said, I believe last year was an anomaly. 2022 was an absolute anomaly. We had the most inexperienced pass catchers we have ever had. We had our tight end coming back from injury. And so the idea that our two-time MVP wasn't going to have the same year was predictable. And we should have done some better things leading into it, including should have made sure that Aaron was at our uh, at every single workout and opportunity to interact with our players. We believe Aaron, as the two, uh, two-time recent MVP, two of the last three years, is still playing at an MVP level. We want him as our quarterback, but we also know that the only way we're going to win is if Aaron is a part of everything. So we are all in on Aaron. We want Aaron no matter what, but we want him... To be there all in, every day with our guys. And if Aaron can do that, we are so excited to play football. Yeah, that's a that's a nice answer as well. I, I just don't, <laughs> Right? Because then you're taking the high road. You're saying you want Aaron. You're saying he's the MVP. You're saying you love him. You're saying you want him. But you're saying you want him under the right terms, under the right commitment level, which that, to me, tells the locker room, you all need to be aligned, and we're starting at the top. Now, again— I know they're, if they said that, they might get fined by the league, right? Because I don't think you can you I don't think you can go out and say that, right? You can't say that you want a team everybody to be there, everybody show up. No, not a voluntary stuff. Oh, we would love for everybody to be there. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think I I think you'd be putting I think you'd get fined by the league, but sometimes you need to get fined by the league. I, I don't I mean, the Packers, I mean, we know they got a little money, right? They could sell a little stock. If they uh, if they have an issue, you know they can absolutely you know sell some shares. If the league if the league pops you a hundred grand for uh, you know telling people that they got to come to you know voluntary workouts, you know what you pay a little fine. You give up a fourth round pick, whatever they're gonna fine you, whatever half the fourth round picks ends up as Joseph Deguara anyway, right? I mean, come on. I mean, this is an, a legitimate opportunity to. Set the tone of what you want to do in this organization. And instead, 
All they did was create more drama. Read between the lines, this, that. Oh, we don't talk to Aaron. We should be communicating with our quarterback. You just said he's under contract. So the general manager needs to send messages about your quarterback who's under contract through the media? That seems pretty weak. Maybe he was sending a clear message to Jordan Love. Maybe the, maybe How the about talk to Jordan maybe, Love? Maybe was the, the, maybe the message, maybe was the message to Jordan Love was, hey, Jordan, we support you. You're, you're, you're our guy. We no. believe in you. Because Aaron, then, Aaron Rodgers is Then playing. he wouldn't have said we're going to wait for Aaron to make his decision. Listen, we know what Aaron's decision is probably going to be. Aaron Rodgers will probably not be a Green Bay Packer come June. That's what it is. We know it. Heck, it may be a couple weeks early because before the NFL draft. So we know Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there. They know something that I don't know. I don't know what you know. I don't know what Jason knows. But I feel as if this divorce is inevitable. Should we it's get to coming. the root of it, Jason? Like, should we? Let's. All right. Next segment, you and I, we're going to spend our time getting ready. We're going to prep for the Jason Wilde interview because I think Jason knows stuff. And just because he hasn't shared it on his own show or other shows, doesn't mean that we're not going to get it out of them. We are going to figure out what's really going on behind the scenes. Because you know Jason and Aaron got that relationship back. So they're they're back in the mix. So, yep, they tight like hallways, as we used to say. Um, so, oh, that's what y'all used to say? Yeah. That was good. That was yeah. good. I'm yeah, like, you don't know about that? I might so, go. No. Oh, they tight like hallways? No, I, I don't know that one. All right. All right. Well, we Kyle and I are tight like hallways with you. And uh, you'll stay with us for that reason as we continue and figure out what's going on with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I know this is a new topic we have never discussed before, but we're finally getting to the root of this thing, and we're going to get to the root of it with Jason Wilde as we continue with Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Craig Carmenson on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Wait, what song is this? Tesla. Oh, yeah, yeah. By Lil Pump. He's asking, now he's asking Elon Musk for uh, money because he came out with this mixtape and song, and Tesla went up 11%. So, okay. And when it goes down, is he going to give it back? (laughs) We'll find out. Yeah. Um, So, we're going to chat with Jason Wilde coming up. And by the way, I got a text. uh, So, you're not going to mention Chris Middleton? Um, And I think uh, I, I, I have all. The faith in the world in this Bucks team this year, and all the faith in the world in Chris Middleton. Um, Chris Middleton is a guy who's you know been out of the lineup so much. Who I like him coming off the bench because he's going to uh, you know get a little more usage you know by playing with a bunch of different guys. But this team is so deep that you know Chris is finding his way, and he got some tough calls against him yesterday. Like James Harden stepped on his foot. And they called a foul on him. Like, there were a a bunch of freakish things. But you go back and you think about the biggest spots. You think about Eastern Conference Finals, Giannis hurt. Actually, Giannis healthy. Game three. Game three, Bucks had lost, had split at home. So the Hawks had home court advantage. Chris Middleton put up a fourth quarter and a second half for the ages in that game three on the road, that if Chris was a player who's more about himself and was gesturing and doing things, 
people would remember for all time as one of the great playoff uh, performances. Oh, and then he did it again in uh, Eastern Conference Finals Game 6. So let's let's not have our short-term memory and let's not overreact to things. Chris Middleton's going to be back and Chris Middleton's going to be there and Chris Middleton's going to be an important part of this run to the NBA Finals. What are you smiling at, Kyle? Oh, you're smiling at what's going on in your in your studio. Oh, okay, I thought uh, I thought you were disagreeing with me on uh, on our guy Chris. So uh, all right, so I, I mentioned we are going to get to the Jason Wildy thing, and we'll talk to Jason in less than ten minutes. And we got to get to the root of this because if Kyle Kyle is to believe is to believe, be believed, he thinks Goody already knows, and Aaron's ready. So you think the conversations already happened, Kyle? that they've actually already had the conversation and they know that Aaron Rodgers will not be back next year, um, that he will be playing, but has already told the Green Bay Packers it will not be with the Packers. I just I just can't buy that. I don't think Aaron could keep that quiet enough. I don't think I don't think Goody I think Goody would have gone a lot further. Um, although what he said that's almost one of the only reasons I could justify saying what Goody said the other night it made no sense. Like if it's like, oh, I'm trying to be tough and you know show that I'm not going to be bullied around. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. And I think that's where we start with Jason because I've also believed that Aaron had said, I'm going to let the team know first and then I'm going to go on McAfee and say exactly what I'm thinking. Now, he ended up going on a different YouTube. He ended up having a, a different public discussion on his status. But he certainly um, you know, didn't give an answer, which is what we've been waiting on. And so, to me, I think what we're going to hear from Jason, as much as we dig, is going to be that the team is starting to have a feeling based on the lack of communication that is occurring between Aaron and the organization, which to me is not okay. I mean, to me, I think this is a thing that needs to be, you know, this isn't a I need space type moment. And if he did, right, after the season, I get it, right? Of course, a cool down after uh, you don't make the playoffs, you lose to the Lions, all that. I get that. But this can't be that kind of situation, I mean, we're now into March. We're into March. The season ends in the second week of April, of January, right? First, second week of January. And you're not communicating? I mean, that is a tone that can't be set within this organization. And so the idea that, okay, we're doing this to send a message to Jordan, to send a message to the locker room, to send a message to Aaron, like, messages can't be sent that way. We're, we're, we need direct communication. And that's what I'm thinking is needing to uh, to happen here. So, Kyle, my question for you is, I think we start out with Jason by just saying, do you believe that the Packers know Aaron's answer? I yeah. think that's where we start. No, the Packers do. The Packers know Aaron's answer, and they know the answer is not with the Bucs. Wait, 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 you— you think they believe they know his answer or they know his answer? No, they they know he's not going to be back. 
because he's told them that or based on all the things he's done publicly? I don't know. Sometimes you say something to somebody and things get around. They know. They have a feel. Like, there's a vibe. There's a vibe. I, I may not be correct, but they know what's coming. They know what's coming with Aaron Rodgers. They are not going to be blindsided by any decision that Aaron Rodgers makes because they already have a vibe and a feel of what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Okay, so now when Aaron Rodgers became the starting quarterback of this team, it was a very similar situation, except in that situation, Brett Favre had told them he was moving on. And then they committed to Aaron. So then by the time Brett was like, I want to come back, they had already committed. So do you think the similar thing has happened where they've already committed behind the scenes that Jordan Love is the starting quarterback this year? I I believe so. So you think Jordan Love's been told, you're our guy this year, we can't say it publicly, but hey, even if Aaron wants to come back, even if Aaron changes course at the same and wants to come back, we're done. You're our starting quarterback. That's I mean, where you think this is. Very I, similar to the Favre Rogers situation. I believe that there has been conversations taking place that will lead Jordan Love to believe and be confident that this is now going to be the team he will be leading. Now, leading to things, believe or being like, you are our things, guy. Things you are our change. Guy. I, you can say one thing and change Favre, your mind. No, but I'm saying, remember, Brett Favre changed his mind, but at that time the team had already committed to Aaron Rodgers, so they weren't going to go back on that. I Do think you the, think we're at that? I guess that's a good question to ask Jason. I think the Packers are committed to making a trade of Aaron Rodgers. That's what I think. I think they are even if Aaron's to- like, "Hey, I'm back. I'm all in. I want to win. We're let's let's go get us a Super Bowl." Because to me, what has Aaron this team Rodgers was a done? favorite to win the Super Bowl last year going into the season. But what has Aaron Rodgers done to make them believe that all of a sudden he is a different person? Well, I mean, he won the MVP two of the last three years. No, I mean, as a person. I mean, we need, as a person, being committed. What has he done to make them think that, oh, yeah, Aaron's going to for sure be committed? Well, if he, I'm saying if he comes out and says it. Are you going to say, like, hey, I, I can't trust that. We, we got to move on. I, I'm not going to go with him. We, we're going to move on despite what Aaron Rodgers says, which that's, that's the real question. And that is where we're going to start with Jason Wildey. He joins us next. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. What's this? Ice Spice, the number one uh, streamed artist, I think like in the last month, topping the Beatles. Like in Ice Spice has now had a better career than the Beatles? I think she just had a better month than the Beatles. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I guess the Beatles are still like the number one streamed in the world. So, I guess, okay. shout out to Ice Spice. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking Ice Spice may have had a better career than the Beatles, but that probably wouldn't have been very realistic. Maybe, uh, you never know. Morning, uh, Jason Wilde, brought to us by Boucher Automotive. How you doing, Jason? Does I Spice spell her name like, or his name, their name, uh, with the lowercase I and then the capital S like iPhone or iPad? I, I believe it's Ice Spice, right? Or no, is it I, Ice Spice? It's, it's it was, Ice Spice, yeah. Ice Spice. Oh, ice like, Spice, yeah. separate words. Yes, yeah, two words. Okay. But a capital I, a capital S, so yeah. Like vanilla ice. Like that, like a full <laughs> ice. Um, ice, spice. Jason, we're 14 minutes before game time, or at least, I guess, is game time 11 and 15 minutes before you bring the, the team together? And what, what kind of game are we, is this, this is basketball? 
And I assume we're talking uh, 11s and 12s here? Uh, yes. And it is, uh, it is actually the start of uh, the AAU season. So I am, I'm not coaching. I am uh, oh. chauffeuring and watching. Okay. So you're not coaching. All right. We, then we won't get inside the head of the coach. We'll go right inside the head of the general managers oh, and the Green Bay Packers. No, no. We're going to uh, Goody. We've been preparing for this interview because we're going to try to get some things out of you that you may not have shared anywhere else. The first question is, do the Packers already know Aaron's decision for this year? Do you believe there's a chance they already know Aaron's decision uh, and and that had something to do with what we heard from Goody this uh, this week? No, I don't believe that. I don't don't believe that. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers at his word. Um, You know, I just heard during the break a, a clip from Ben Brust uh, from Scalzo and Brust, four to six on these here airwaves, um, talking about, you know, Rogers trying to convince himself he's done enough if he's going to move on and him talking with Aubrey Marcus about worrying about regrets and he doesn't want to have regrets. Um, I don't, I, I, I think he is, I don't believe he is laboring over the idea of not playing. Um, I think he's considered that, um, but I think in his heart of hearts, he knows that he still wants to keep playing. Um, the question is, what's the best thing for him and for everyone involved on what that looks like? And that part, I, I do think he's struggling with. I, I would, If he's not, he's a heck of an actor. If he's uh, already made up his mind and the Packers already know that. Okay, so then here's the second follow-up. Is there a chance that this is like the Favre-Rogers situation where they have already made a commitment to Jordan Love, despite what they're saying publicly. No, there's a chance of that for sure. There's a chance of that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say for certain that that's occurred. But, um, you know, that the the Rogers Favre thing obviously was uh, altered by Favre announcing his retirement. Even though, as we all learned later, he didn't really want to do that, uh, but he did. Um, and that opened the door for them to say, all right, you're our guy. This would obviously be a circumstance in which they would be, if that's true, they would have told Jordan, you're our guy, no matter if Aaron wants to still be our guy or not. Right. That they'd would be, be a saying, big difference. Yeah, they'd be saying like, hey, you know, we're not going through this again. We don't know exactly what terms it's going to be, but, you know, you're our guy and you'll hear Goody uh, say some things at the podium uh, at the combines that will back that up because, you know, we're done sitting around for this guy and, you know, we want to be respectful. We want to maximize his trade value, but we're done with this. Yeah. I can see that being the scenario again. I don't like the problem with all this. And I saw Mike Florio kind of pointed this out. If Rogers really wants to go full heel turn villain, um, he can, you know, fake retire the way Favre once did. Um, although, again, I'm not sure Favre truly fake retired. I think he just changed his mind. And as the grass started to grow and the offseason started yeah, I mean, don't, to come closer don't to you training think, camp. Don't you think that was very similar to this, where the team was getting a little sick of him? He wanted his time, and they were like, all right, you need to let us know by this date. And he's like, all right, if I need to know, then I'm retired. And, and they said, great. Yeah, and then they said, okay, we're going to give the gig to Aaron. And then two two weeks later, whenever Aaron, uh, Brett's like, you know what? 
I'm ready to play football again. And he thought it'd be like Jimmy Chitwood and everyone would be excited and all that. But instead it was like, all right, we already replaced you, so we're going to trade you. And well, and, or, but, but, or I but guess, yeah. Remember, remember they did, they were prepared to leave. And I was there at the NFL meetings when this happened. Uh, they were, they were getting ready to board a, a charter plane to go from Florida to Mississippi because Brett had called and said, I'm having second thoughts. I think I still want to play. And they were, as, as, as I was told by McCarthy and, and by Ted at the time, they were ready to give him his job back, which that adds a different layer to and that what was we might e- be talking about with Rodgers. So was that even after they had promised Aaron he'd be the starter? I don't know what they promised him. I just know that Favre retired on March 8th, 2008, and the NFL meetings were in late March, so late, you know, 27th, 28th of March, and they were ready to drive on down or fly on down and uh, give him his old job back and tell him we want you back. So, so you're talking about March 8th. Take that 8th. for what it's worth. You're talking about March 8th. I know a lot of things have changed in the league since then, but somehow nothing's changed with Packers quarterback since then. So does that mean this is the right. week we're going to have some things pop? Well, not only was it March 8th for Favre announcing his retirement, it was also March 8th that Rodgers – signed his extension last year or new contract last year. So those are both possibilities. They could be like, could be like the flux capacitor. Um, it could be like the uh, back to the future. There's that one date that really matters uh, in the, it's the, in the space time continuum. Maybe that's what it is. So it is March 8th in the space time continuum. So what I don't get, <clears throat> so why didn't, okay. So Goody, first of all, has Aaron's number. He knows where he lives, like all that. So he shouldn't need to send messages to Aaron through public things. Why not say to, so why not discuss with Aaron and then say publicly, Aaron, we believe is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's been the MVP two of the last three years. Last year, we believe to be an anomaly based on uh, a number of things, including his injury and the inexperience of our team. And we Uh believe... We uh, are a Super Bowl contender year in, year out, including this year. Um, and we expect to do that with Aaron as our quarterback. And we also know that in order to win, we're going to need a full-in commitment from every guy on the roster. And we're going to see a lot more participation in all of our workouts. And I know they could get fined for that, Jason, right? If they're seemingly mm-hmm. putting undue pressure on people to come to voluntary workouts. But there's some fines that are worth paying. Well, what's the downside of saying that? What what is what is there's none. Bad? There's no there's no. Well, I mean, um, I think what they're I don't want to speak for them because it helps his but, trade value if you trade him. It, it whatever it doesn't say anything about bad about Jordan Love. It like what hey, do you need this passive aggressive stuff in the media? Yeah, I don't I don't have a good answer for that. Other than um, I do think that part of their strategy has been that they don't. Um, that they're ho- they're hoping that if he retires, they don't have to address any of this, and I don't think hope is a good strategy. But I do think that's part of it. I think it's hey, maybe he'll retire, and we don't have to talk about any of these things, and we don't have to have these difficult conversations, which is not a way to. I believe you should go, but I also think that you know there's there could be a myriad of reasons why. Uh, Goody said they ha- he has not talked to Rogers since the end of the season beyond a few text messages. Um, now 
as two people who both have his number and have had conversations with him over the years, you and I, with the quarterback, we also know that sometimes he's unresponsive. So is it possible? I think, like, you know when you, you see that those text things and, like, you see how much blue's on there and then you see how much, like, non-blue is on right, there? Right, right, yep. Yeah, I think on mine, and I did, like, run out of uh, space on my, on my cloud. So at some point I did delete my, uh, like, me- messages from a certain period. But on my uh, text thread with Aaron, I don't think there's any uh, on the other color coming back. Like, right. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like that dude who's like... Like I'm, I'm still trying. I'm still trying. Like no, no, no. I guess it's, it's, it's not happening. So, so my point is, is, is it possible that Goody? Again, I don't know. He didn't say this, but is it possible that he's made the effort to connect with him, and it has been unsuccessful? I mean, if it's Aaron Rodgers and you're the GM, I don't feel like a text is enough, right? I think. Well, what need, if he's, what if saying, he's called and hasn't picked up? You're saying he's calling. Sent you a voicemail. He's calling his agent. He's flying out there to sitting on his porch. I don't porch. know. I'm just, I'm hypothesizing. I, I just, I don't think it's enough, I guess is my point. You know, and I know it's like, oh, well, you don't want to put undue pressure on Aaron. But like, I get that a week or two after the season. But, you know, we're over a month now. Like, that's your franchise quarterback who you want to be on the same page with, regardless of if he's going to be with the team or not moving forward. I mean, he's meant too much to this organization not to be aligned with him, regardless of if the answer is going in the direction you want it to or not, which is the next question, Jason, which is, at this point, I think everyone believes that you know the Packers want Aaron to go. So the question is, if Aaron came out with the best possible answer, the hey, I'm in, I'm coming to the off-season workouts, like what you and I would love him to do. If he came out with that, do you think there's a chance the Packers are still would want to move on? Or do you think at that point there's no nothing they could do other than have him as their quarterback? Sometimes you just ask, sometimes you just ask a question that's just like too deep. And I, I apologize for that. You know, sometimes you just you're just too good. And I, you know, that was the question I asked Jason. And he was, you know, he was uh, affected by it, and Jason didn't feel comfortable asking, answering, and all he could do was hang up on me. So there's Jason Wilde, uh, brought to us by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. Uh, are we gonna? We'll, we'll maybe try to get Jason back. I know he's got AAU basketball, but Kyle, you answer that question. Aaron comes out, says everything correct. Um, um, Aaron comes back and says everything correct. Is there a chance the Packers still walk away? Come on now, Aaron's that attractive girl that's been stringing yeah. you along. You've been dating for a while. Okay. You know, you you thought about doing it, but then, you know, she always played them games, and then you finally decide, you know what, I'm done playing these games. And then here she comes again. So, you know what, I was wrong. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Of course the Packers going to take them back. I'll take them back with open yeah. arms, okay. Craig. All right, yeah. that's what I thought. Well, maybe the girl who's like that. Maybe it's the boy who's like that sometimes. Oh, yeah, 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 it could be the boy. In this case, <laughs> it is the boy. Yeah. All right, we all have more. As we continue, uh, including uh, uh, we, we hit on it earlier, we'll, we'll sneak in a little madness of March because uh, it, it was uh, reminded to me that it is March. So uh, by Jason, so uh, we'll, we will get the latest on the madness of March as we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. 
because I It's Sunday Karma with Craig Carmenson on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. I will feel their questions. I will feel your pain. And welcome back to the football show. As we continue, been missing you for the last fortnight. Just so you know, just when we're not here in the off season, you won't see generally another local show. Received a lot of concerned people over the last fortnight. But the football show will continue. And we are here live from Anfield as Liverpool clinging to hopes of a Champions League appearance next year faces Man U. We know how Mo Salah and the boys would like to get a victory today. But Rushford has been almost unequaled outside of Erling Holland in the entire premiership. All right, there you have it. It's 0-0, Liverpool and Manchester United. Uh, we are back on Sunday Karma. Thanks for uh, a quick listening to the football show, which we know airs every single Sunday live from the UK, our sister show. Yeah, we uh, just have them, you know, come right in and they yeah, stream it's our, them in for the update. Yeah, it's our sister show. It, <clears throat> it goes on at the same exact time every Sunday morning. Um, it used to be the football show here, and then we ended up becoming Sunday Karma. So the football show still airs uh, in the UK. Uh, of course, proper football, not American football, obviously. F-U-T-B-O-L? No, 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 no. F-O-O-T-B-A-L-L. Oh, I, I only know football. Yes, football would be proper in most of uh, the football-playing world, uh, or a lot Do of the football-playing really world. Do they really call it football? They, that's how they spell it there? Football, like our football? Yeah. How really? else would they call it? I just, I just thought everywhere it was football. I didn't realize it was football. So you thought in England they're maybe like I, I, maybe I did maybe I did know that <laughs> maybe it's been so long maybe the quality soccer is always in Spain. Um, and now now you're dropping the S word. Ah, uh, well, I mean you could do that here, you know, because it's not like we are. Uh, it's not like we're uh, the football show. We're just you know we're just Sunday Karma football show. Totally totally different show that has nothing to do with us. Um, but happens to go at the same time as us. All right, so I, I mentioned it. It is March, and there's there's madness going on, including North Carolina, who a lot of people thought was the best team in the country, or at least one of the best teams in the country, seemingly uh, on the outside looking in after a loss, their second loss of the season to Duke yesterday. You got Wisconsin, who defeated Marquette earlier in the year, who looked like they were going to be a force to be reckoned with. They are just barely clinging, it seems, to an NCAA tournament berth, uh, correct? Is that what you would call them? I don't even know how they get in the berth. I guess you get credit for losing close games to good teams, not closing out games. Yes, but they're also getting credit for what was a lot of meaningful wins throughout the season, right? I mean, good, good wins early on. So if they are, if they win today against Minnesota, right? You look at where that places them in the conference and in a conference that'll get a lot of bids, I think you understand why they're probably still in. Now, if they lose at Minnesota today, I think then they're out, at no. least for the time being. No, they have to be out. You lose to Minnesota. I mean, no. you can't, Minnesota sucks. Right. I'm saying for the time being, Minnesota's 2-16 and 16 in the conference. The Badgers 
are only two places ahead of them, though, right? I, yeah, and it, it's frustrating. Let me get myself together because there were so many close games that they had the opportunity. This team is legitimately, if they win more of those close games than they lose by like a three-game margin, they might be ranked in the top 25. They're not a bad basketball team. They just can't finish, and I don't know what to say about Greg Gard. It's confusing. Well, remember, also, if you go back all the way to the beginning of the season— they had Kansas beat. Yeah, they had them beat. I guess it was just, it was a, we saw what was going to be happening and coming basically in that Kansas game, how Wisconsin was not going to be able to finish out games. That's what it comes down to. We lose close games this year. But a lot of good wins, you know, still on that schedule, including that win at Marquette, which could end up being, as Homer has said many times, what actually puts Wisconsin into the NCAA tournament. I think Wisconsin can actually, in a Big Ten tournament, I think Wisconsin can make a little run. They're not going to win it, but they can make a run. In the NCAA tournament, I wouldn't want to be a six seed that has to play an 11 seed Wisconsin. I wouldn't. Oh, I agree with that. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen Wisconsin beat teams this year, right? We've seen them beat Michigan. They should have beat Michigan twice. Um, we've seen them lose. I mean, we've seen them beat Iowa. We've seen them. I mean, they've beaten teams throughout the year. But we've seen losses that are, like, impossible, right? Like, that Kansas loss was, like, impossible once they were were where they were. Rutgers, they should have beat. Michigan, they should have beat. Michigan State, they should have beat. Michigan State, right? I mean, so there's all of these games that have seemingly come down that way. So, Wisconsin, this is no gimme on the road. So, this is uh, tonight at 6.30 on FS1 tonight. This is absolutely a challenging game. You know, when you're on the road in the conference, you never know what's going to happen. It's very similar to what Marquette had this week going to Butler. And um, Marquette took care of business pretty easily in Indy. It'll be interesting to see if the Badgers, who have not done anything easily this year, find a way to do it. Speaking of not doing it easily, did you watch the last minute of Marquette yesterday? No, I did not. Oh. did it? I, I saw the score was closer it than I was expected. crazy. They were up by 10 with a minute to go. And St. John's hit the wildest threes you could ever have. And St. John's literally had a free throw with two seconds left to tie the game after being down 10 with a minute to go. Oh, for real? And they just missed a free throw, and that's how uh, Marquette won. But Tyler Kolick, Big East Player of the Year, uh, Shaka Smart, let's call it National Coach of the Year. Easily. Not even close. Wow. You're not going even... easily on National Coach of the Year? Dude, he got this team to Marquette to a top-10 team that was – predicted to finish ninth, I believe, in the Big East, and now they're a top 10 program in the country this year. They're going to be a two-seed if they do, you know, if they make it to the championship game in the Big East tournament, probably be a two-seed for sure. I mean, right now they're higher. three. Yeah, right yeah. now they're three. So, I mean, uh, who else would get coach of the year over him? Calvin Sampson playing in a lesser conference? Yeah. I Already mean, had a more talented team to start? I mean, there's always – I mean, there's always – a lot of teams who have had great years, right? So there's always going to be you know, people who have a chance, but I don't know that there's a better story to be told than the one you just explained of Shaka. So I just think, and then you look what happened, you mentioned earlier, let's not forget Milwaukee, right? The Milwaukee Panthers. I mean, that team, you know, where were they predicted preseason? Terrible. Right? And now here they sit, two games away from the tournament, and a, a Legitimate path, right? An absolute legitimate opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament. And here's the difference between both those teams. Those teams got coaches who had an identity of what they wanted exactly for their basketball program. When I listened to Bart Lundy earlier this year do press conferences, I said, 
I believe this coach. He knows exactly what he wants to do. Shaka Smart came in here. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. No knock on Greg Gard, but sometimes I have no idea what when they recruit what they're exactly looking to do with these players. I don't know if they have a true identity. So it's likely for Milwaukee a win against Cleveland State and then number one seeded Youngstown State is probably who they'd have to play uh, to get there. So you say that about uh, about Greg Gard, but at the same time, like you were just saying about Aaron Rodgers, you win two, three games in the Big Ten tournament, and all of a sudden you're like, man, kind of like this team. This is a tough team to match up with. People aren't going to want to see this team in the tournament, right? Like, No, I, I would not want to see the Wisconsin Badgers in the tournament because I know they're more than capable of pulling off upsets. And, I, and isn't there something about that Big Ten that makes you feel that way about every team? Right, like gritty. When you, yeah, when you go tough, through the rugged. Big Ten, like who do you feel great about in the Big Ten right now? There's not one team in the Big Ten that's winning a national title. But last year, everyone thought the Big Ten was awesome, and right, and they did nothing in the tournament. I think the idea of knowing what's going to happen and correlating the success of the regular season to the comp- to the uh, NCAA tournament, we almost need, need to give up on because it. it it just doesn't happen. The years you think, oh, the ACC's down, and they only have four teams in the tourney, and then three of them end up in the Elite Eight, well, right? But, like that. Well, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that happens. They have so much talent in the ACC, just overall basketball talent. I would probably say when you look across the country, the most talented players usually come from the ACC, right? Well, right now, I might, say, I might say the Pac-12 right now. You look at UCLA. They only have you, three teams that are projected you, to be in the field, though. I know, but look at the talent on those teams. You look at how many guys on Arizona, year in, year out, are making impacts in the league. You look at USC. You look at UCLA. I mean, there's a lot of talent there. So, I mean, and by the way, the SEC's got a ton of talent. Yeah, you they, look up and down the SEC, they do. there's guys who can play on those teams. Their teams aren't always good, but there's guys who can play in the SEC. I, it's going to be a great tournament. I'm excited for this tournament. I'm excited for our 7-11 because we are doing a first. Correct? Are we doing a first or are we not doing it? It's your call. We're good to go here. Oh, so we've had no phone lines available throughout the show. They got them fixed, though. Shout out and, to Scotty and the DNAV team. Yeah. So what I was going to say is we we're going to do a first ever all text 7 and 11. I think we're doing it. In hey. honor of Aaron Rodgers and Goody. Leaving you on red? Got not, no. In honor he of them le- not talking. No, it's leaving you on red. In honor of leaving you, leaving Goody, leaving Jason. On red. That's what Jason, it is. That's what he it did is. He left y'all all on red. I don't red. know if he did it to Jason. Let's not uh, let's not say that. Let's see. I mean, I don't text him a lot. Oh, I I texted him a long text. It was only one. I've only texted him Wait once. Wait a minute. You texted Aaron Rodgers a long text message. What, what is this? What is up? A note? A love note? It was. It was like a look how long this is. Oh, Craig, what? I know why. I see why he didn't respond. He didn't leave you on red. He said, "Oh my gosh, I ain't got time to read it." He never read it. You know he's going to read a book. Aaron's thoughtful like that. You know Aaron's deep. It was like an email that I sent on text because I don't have his email. Because he and I used to email. I guess I could have tried to Craig, use his that old was email a long, address. That was a long text message. That's no, a, that was like a, you a had chapter to, of a book. Yes, you had to scroll up the oh, yeah, phone it doesn't on the screen. Fit on, and I got the biggest to phone too, right? Yeah, no, you, and it doesn't even fit on my phone. Jeez, Louise, I see why he never texted Why don't you text me like that? Um... Because I text you regularly. Like, this was like one big update text for Aaron. Like, all right, season's over. And let's see, was that this offseason or last offseason? Do you have. Oh, it was April 27th. So it was last offseason, was the last time I texted him. Do you have the thing where you can see if people saw it? Um, it says delivered. 
Oh, okay. So it yeah. was delivered. Yeah, we yeah. don't know if it was opened, right? I, I don't mean, know how iPhones work. I don't so, have one. And it wasn't, by the way, there was nothing like, hey, hit me up on this. It's more like, hey, here's what's going on. If you need anything, let me know. That's all it was. You know, just keep him in the loop on things. You should text him. I, I got a text for you to send him. Okay. What you got? What do you got? All right. Well, you know, when we continue. <laughs> all right. We're hitting the first ever all text, 7 at 11. Well, this is history in the making as we continue. And Kyle will also tell me what I should be texting uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.